Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for your time and listening to this. Uh, today's date's the 21st of May, so just going over a couple of housekeeping items here. We've been pretty doing really well as far as the warranty sign-offs uh, have been concerned, so I really appreciate your guys' help on that front to keep up the good work as far as that goes. And uh, we'll just keep making sure that we get the the sign-offs approved beforehand. So I'll just go through the list of items that I have here. And it's mostly just kind of uh, ones-off, ones not really anything too deep. But, um, of course, ask me if you have any questions or need clarification on anything. So the first thing I want to talk about is Super Knock. And we have had a few cars that we've been successful with, at least preliminarily, with changing the oil that we have been using. And really that has been the repair. So what I want to keep focusing on to make sure that we are continuing to service our customers and get these cars fixed with relationship to Superknock is try to do a test drive and confirm the Superknock. Um, usually up Canyon's a pretty good way if you're able to lug it up um, even better. So try to see if you can actually feel the sensation of super knock before you pull the car in and uh, check for any faults and kind of get your game plan going. So if the car is under warranty and we deem that uh, that's what we're going to be addressing is the super knock, then we're going to be changing the oil with this new formulation uh, SN class. And please email me the uh, the RO number that you're working on, as well as the, um, well, I guess the, the RO and the VIN and mileage and whatnot, because I'm adding all of these cars to a log and sending those off to Mini with respect to how we're, we're approaching these super not concerned. So the reason why I want you to uh, test drive it first is because if it only needs the oil, then that's great. We'll kind of just uh, cut it off there. But if we need to do extra diagnosis and we have other problems that are contributing factors to the vehicle not running properly, then we kind of have to decide which way we're going to go in that in that way. So uh, Supernox continuing to, to be a thing, but we're having some good success, like I mentioned, with this oil. So we'll keep our fingers crossed that that'll be the case moving forward. Uh, next item on the list here is test drives. So a couple things that I want to talk about with test drives are that A, you're actually test driving the car and that means every car. So even if it's in fast service or even if it's like something just real quick, uh, it's it really is cheap grief avoidance, guys, because sometimes we'll catch something on a test drive that even if it wasn't anything that we had to do with the service visit, um, we can kind of let let people know, hey, heads up, you know, this this indicator is still on because we still have services due or whatnot. But um, just really give yourself every opportunity to catch anything that might happen uh, that could be avoided or could be a, a customer service issue down the road from preventing the customers having to come back. Um, make sure that you're doing an appropriate test drive as well. So we do get real caught up with uh, being very timely. And I just want to make sure that we're going slow enough, but fast enough to make sure that we do all of our work as completely as possible and at as high a level um, as close to perfection as possible. And, and realizing, of course, that that 
Uh, we, we all make mistakes, but if we can try to catch it before it gets back to the customer, then that's obviously ideal. So you have a better chance of doing that, actually test driving the car. So uh, I, I recommend three miles or six miles. Every car should at least go up to Canyon and, and do a turnaround before you get on the highway and, and come on back if you're resetting TPM or something like that. And uh, if you're doing more, of course, if you've had a bigger job, then please put the appropriate miles on it. Uh, make sure that your RO reflects that as well so that your test drives are, are indicative of the actual uh, routes that you've driven. Uh, moving on, torquing lug bolts. We haven't had uh, but a couple instances of, of this here recently, so I just want a friendly reminder to everyone, uh, make sure you have a process in place for removing wheels and uh, and also retorquing those just to avoid any instances that might happen. Uh, next, coming into our warmer season, so please do make sure that whenever you're using the Freon machines that you report to parts how much Freon that you use. And so it, it really is a net Freon. Uh, if you pull uh, Freon out of a car and then you put Freon back in, just make sure that you're adding up for the difference. So say if you recover half a pound of Freon, but the car takes a full pound, then that's a net difference of half a pound and you need to report that to parts for appropriate billing for both warranty uh, as well as, as customer pay, just so we don't end up with a huge shop bill with a bunch of Freon that, that hasn't been claimed. We should be able to report how much we're using on each and every uh, instance. Uh, next, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but when we're uh, the service advisors have been writing up um, um, a line that has to do with like the wheel lock, like where the wheel lock was placed. It's like whenever we're doing a, a mounting and balancing of some tires or doing some rotation, there's a, a line there that talks about, uh, you know, technician to note where the wheel lock was was located in the vehicle or, you know, how how you came to find it. Uh, please do put that in your stories, guys. Uh, it's it's really, really helpful, especially if we come up with a, a guest who is blaming us later in the future for either losing their wheel lock or they're trying to get their tire off somewhere else and they've misplaced their wheel lock. But when we used it, it was in their glove box. So just uh, whether or not you found their wheel lock or or you looked for it, and this is really just, you know, tr try to use as much time as, as is appropriate. You don't want to go rifling through someone's car that's like living in it because that's a real bummer um, when you're trying to find a wheel lock and it's kind of gross too. But whenever you have to use a wheel lock, uh, just please indicate where you found it in the customer's car. But then also if you also, if you had to use one from the master set, please, please just include that in your story. And that'll be really helpful as far as that goes. Um, one, uh, one thing I'd like to, to reiterate with the test driving is, is QC, uh, really trying to bring up a little bit more, um, emphasis on personal QC. And we've just had, uh, not, not just a couple instances in the shop, but it's a good reminder for us all with any job that we're doing, you know, just try to make sure that you're checking yourself and make sure that you're checking the work. Uh, 
after you've done it to really that's like the final seal of approval that the car is good to go and we can avoid any issues in the future of vehicles coming back or or not being able to to service clients productively so uh, just a heads up there, guys, to make sure that we're keeping on top of our game and, and our professionalism and making sure that we're QCing our cars in, in as appropriate manner as possible. I, I trust each and every one of you to do that, whatever that means for you. Uh, I don't think we need like a blanket statement about what needs to happen, but as long as we all have that final sort of like uh, seal of approval that this car is ready to rock after you've worked on it, then... I think that's how we'll keep on the up and up with our guests. And uh, we definitely want to keep as many of them as possible since they are a a finite resource. And and without them, we all don't have jobs and uh, and, uh, an ability to make a a living and feed our family. So definitely important to remember the nature of why we're here to provide the best service that we can in as timely manner as we can, but uh, as close to as close to perfect as possible. So um, a friendly reminder also that the AIM test is due on the 31st of this month. Uh, so you've got 10 days. If you have not completed an AIM test in the past, there are plenty of folks who have in the shop. If you have any questions about what that looks like or, or uh, you know, it, it's really good to get with anyone and kind of share answers too because there are a lot of questions that are are multiplied um, or kind of shared like the same questions on people's tests. So it's good to kind of pool resources like that. So just, you know, look, uh, look around, have some, have some conversations with people, see who's actually participating in the test and, and uh, how you might be able to, to win some pretty cool prizes from that if you do win as well. Uh, next, have, having to do with uh, fault code lists and fault codes in stories, uh, if you guys could please um, print out your fault lists and attach those to the RO. If, uh, if you are having printing problems, of course, please let me know. I do believe that we're okay right now as far as that is concerned. I'm not immediately aware of anyone having any printer issues. I think those have all been fixed. So please do print out, uh, even if it's just the, the fault code list that shows all of the faults that were initially stored in the car, that's extremely helpful whenever we're referring back to either a, a reoccurring issue um, or or something of that nature where we need to refer back to to the fault code list to make sure we're not chasing the same thing. So please print those out. Uh, please also list them in your story because that's that's also really helpful. Again, if we have the the same vehicle that's coming back for a check engine light, it's nice to know if we're looking at the same exact fault and we know we just didn't get that system quite fixed. But if we don't put the fault code in the story, then it's a, a little bit more of a, a goose chase. We don't really know if we're actually attacking the same thing. So uh, second to last here, we've got um, everyone who is working on used cars, really, which is anyone in the shop. And uh, I just want um, to make sure that you know that as is sticker that is in the car, uh, please make sure that you keep that in the car. It should be stuck on a window, preferably one of the rear windows. If that's not the case, uh, if Paul or Jonah, if they're not sticking them on the rear windows, you can relocate it to the rear window. Or if you need to roll down the windows uh, and roll them up because you're doing a 
an inspection, you want to make sure that everything is working, please just make sure that the as is sticker is visible on the car. Uh, because technically, whenever we take a car in into our inventory, it's it's immediately available for sale, even if it's not gone through the shop yet. So there are a lot of um, a lot of rules that we need to abide by whenever it comes to the consumerism of uh, of retailing used vehicles, and as it's is sticker is a, a really important indicator of that. So just please make sure and try to keep those stuck on, or if you remove it, please uh, please just make sure it gets put back up. And last but not least, here I have a reminder that. If you don't know what kind of maintenance that a car has, that we need to keep a heads up about these maintenance packages because a lot of the new cars have a real basic maintenance that only covers oil changes and only covers filters. So it does not cover brakes, it does not cover clutches, does not cover windshield wipers. So we've had to write off a couple of brake sets now because Uh, Either the advisor wrote it up as warranty, it wasn't actually warranty, or it was written up as customer pay, but then the tech pulled it as warranty anyway. So just make sure if you have any questions about what is covered under a particular maintenance package, uh, just stop before you do the brakes. The the way you can tell is on the DCS when you're looking at the maintenance, which number it has. The number, because um, you have like 0, 0, 0, 5, 0, you know, there, there's a bunch of digits before the actual maintenance, like the, the code for which maintenance package it is. The one that ends in 300 is the very basic one. So I just remember that as like 300, like from Sparta, you know, like... Um, pretty cool movie in case you guys remember what I'm what I'm referring to. So Sparta is just basic, no brakes covered. Uh, anything else should have coverage, but just something to verify there. So um, I, I'd like to ask you all to kind of keep this the, the fun question going in between now and when we might actually meet, which uh, I believe we're we're gonna have some, Uh, face-to-face in the works kind of meetings things uh, being planned here shortly is uh, is to ask you what is uh, what is the oldest thing in your refrigerator right now if you had to look in there or maybe you're doing some spring cleaning um, how old is that ketchup in your refrigerator (laughs) something kind of kind of fun to think about And then lastly, uh, we do have a barbecue this Friday. So uh, in appreciation of all of you and all of your hard work, we're going to be grilling up some burgers and dogs this Friday out in the parking lot. And uh, that's just a great big uh, thanks for you guys and thanks for all you do every single day and continue to to strive to be the best you can. You really are uh, a bunch of badasses and, and I'm super proud and humbled to be able to work alongside of you. So please do let me know if you need anything or how I can be of, uh, of assistance to make sure that you're able to do the best that you can every day. And other than that, I just hope you guys have a wonderful day, wonderful week, and talk to you soon.